0: You started out January 1st with all the big goals. You were going to get back in the gym, exercise, get in shape. You were going to enroll in those classes to help you skill up and grow your career or your business. This was going to be the year that you vacationed and got to adventure and see the world. And many parents were excited that they were finally going to get the kids out of the house and off to college so you could free up the time and the energy to focus on the things that mattered to you. And then out of nowhere... A molecule that contains 15 genes and is only 100 nanometers in size derailed everything. The gyms were shut down, travels off the table, and now the kids are living at home and taking college classes via Zoom. You can have the best laid plans for your life and your future, but there are some things that are out of your control. But how do you meet the moment? Resistance? Anger? Frustration? Wishing things to be differently? Or do you step into the one word that has been talked about by every spiritual teacher over the years but can be the hardest to actually integrate into our life? I'm talking about surrender. Now, your ego is probably already telling you to punch out of this episode. Surrender? Dan, I can't give up. I can't walk away and take the L. I would be humiliated. No, that is not what we're talking about by surrender. This week... I'm going to help you understand what surrender really is, what it definitely is not. And I'm going to give you four ways to step into surrender so you actually increase your success. Welcome to episode 113 of Life Amplified. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you. So you can live life amplified. The question I want you to reflect on today is, am I able to meet life on life's terms? Am I able just to roll with the punches or do I want to control everything? And if you're not sure what the answer is, consider how do you behave on an elevator? (laughs) Are you the person who gets in and presses the door close button, but when nothing happens, you sit there and just poke that thing and jam it like seven times in a row trying to will those doors to close so you can get to your destination two and a half seconds sooner? A fun side note, by the way, most elevator door close functions have been disabled by the operator, but that still won't stop you in the future. Notice if you're a person who's a control freak, you're still going to try to jam that thing in there and, and by sheer force of will, get that elevator to move. Human beings are fascinating and we tend to do two things that keep us stuck. Number one, we overestimate our ability to influence the random external events of the world around us. Researchers, I think 30 years ago, did a study in casinos with craps players. When they're gambling, if they need to roll a higher number, they found that the players actually throw the dice with much more force, just trying to will this larger number to happen. And during the times they need a smaller number, they roll the dice much more gently, as if the force behind the throw is going to have any impact on what numbers come up on the dice. That's how many of us live our lives, though. However, there's one problem. Control is an illusion. We all have a need for certainty. It's one of the six fundamental emotional needs that Tony Robbins talks about. And that certainty is a knowingness that we can avoid pain. If we can experience pleasure, that's a bonus. But we're more wired to avoid pain, and we will go through extraordinary lengths to make that happen. But the problem is, is when you are trying to externally control or manipulate or blame other people outside of yourself, you're stepping into the second problem that keeps people stuck, which is as much as we overestimate our ability to control the external in our life, we underestimate our ability to control the one thing that is in our sphere of influence, which is ourselves. You can control your thoughts. You can control your emotions, you can control the action that you take, and really, most importantly, at the most fundamental level, the one thing that you can control that can help you get through any challenge you're facing in your life, I mean anything, you can control the meaning that you assign to the challenges that you're facing. I think of the episode that we just released earlier this week with my client Jacqueline. You might remember Jacqueline got the call from her boss that we're all dreading. Hey, the company is out of money and you don't have a job anymore. We're laying you off. If that were you, how would you react in that moment? Would you blame COVID, would you wish things to be differently, would you go into a state of panic and the old stories about how nothing works out for you? Jacqueline took control in that moment and realized what a gift this is a sign for me to take the side hustle I'd started and turn that into my main income. She's already landed her first 8 clients, she is growing her business, she loves the work that she does, and she is moving through the pandemic with a sense of ease and confidence and excitement. However, most of us live every day in a state of resistance. We fight against what is. Now, I'll be honest, there are times when resistance can actually be healthy. There are times when resistance helps you resist unhealthy urges. If you're a person who is in recovery from drugs or alcohol, or if you're a person who has struggled with your weight, yeah, we want to resist the urge to go eat our feelings or to numb out with chemical solutions. Resistance can also be really helpful uh, to avoid doing or saying something that we know we might regret. You could be in the heat of an argument. With a spouse, a partner, a parent, a child, and I've done this too, we can all be guilty of emotionally vomiting at people just to release some stress but later regret the thing that we shared. Resistance can also be helpful if you want to avoid being taken advantage of. Think of some of these, you know, sketchy people, the Bernie Madoffs of the world. Uh, who got people to invest in a pyramid scheme or, you know, resist being taken advantage of by your best friend who's in an MLM. Oh, I'm kidding. I say that jokingly. Much love for all my people out there in the doTERRA and essential oils business. It's cool just being playful with you. But there are places where resistance can be helpful. However, when we look at how you've been showing up here in 2020, there are five tactics of resistance That are keeping you stuck in frustration. And I want you to really take a minute to drink this in and consider which of these five approaches have you been stuck in up until now. Because there are a group of people out there who have been showing up in this pandemic in the hustle and grind mindset. That somehow if they work harder... If they just put in more hours, if they run themselves into the ground, they're somehow going to be able to overcome the inevitable. And I'm all for work ethic, but we also have to be realistic when we're in a global pandemic. A friend of mine is an advertising sales representative in the radio industry. And like many industries, radio has been clobbered during COVID-19. Where do most people listen to the radio? In their car. But now in the work-from-home culture, there's less listeners, which means that there are less local advertisers. So many local advertisers and small boutiques and shops and restaurants have gone out of business, so there's fewer ad dollars coming in to the radio industry right now. So there's been massive layoffs. And I talked to a friend of mine that even though the market was down 70% in advertising, he was just in his mindset, well, if I, if I just keep calling, if I work harder, if I put in more hours, I'm going to be able to keep my job. I'm going to be able to keep the money coming in. But he was lacking the realism of what he was up against. All of his clients, all of the people he was trying to invest uh, in advertising we're slowly going out of business and shutting their doors. And there's no amount of hours that he can put in that is going to keep his clients' businesses afloat and have them continue spending money on his radio stations. If you go back to the episode we did called, Yes, You Can Thrive in a Pandemic, I interviewed three more of my clients who had been thriving through these challenging times I talked to Christy who is a small business owner who when she started working with me the company was on the verge of bankruptcy and she thought more hours more hustle was going to help her keep the business afloat but all it was doing was depleting her keeping her tired exhausted and she didn't even have the mental space to look for creative solutions for the business as she started to hustle less take more time for herself she was able to also lift her vibration get into a higher state of inspiration and creativity and within eight weeks the business was earning record income so there is a huge fallacy that you're just going to be able to hustle and grind to get to a different result in fact it might be the opposite of what you need to do the second state of resistance that is keeping people stuck during the pandemic is denial I'll be honest, I'm a pretty liberal guy, but I started out in this mindset in the early days of COVID-19. I was like, oh my God, this is just like swine flu and all these things that came and went and it, it wasn't a big deal. I underestimated it, right? There are other people who are so in denial that they're spending hours of their time going down the rabbit hole. They're looking for conspiracy theory videos, they're trying to convince their friends and family that none of this is real, putting all sorts of posts on Facebook, but is that energy really serving them in moving their life forward? And all those hours of scouring the internet for articles and videos that back up their claim, what could be created? What's, what is something new that could be born in your life if you invested your time and energy in your dreams rather than denial? The third state of resistance that is keeping people stuck very closely associated with denial, but it's blame. Of course, here in our country, we had a political debate earlier this week. And what was it? It was just 90 minutes of two old white guys screaming at each other and blaming one another for why the country is screwed up. And it was really frustrating for so many people to watch because in the state of blame, nobody was really able to state policy solutions that would fix any of the current challenges. And even if we take this blame conversation out of the scope of COVID, how much are you doing this in your marriage or romantic relationships? How much of you are, are you doing this with your children, with your friends? Blame does give you short-term certainty, right? It it gives you a sense of certainty that you're not the problem. You can focus all your complaints outward and try to get somebody else to apologize to see things your way. But it's, again, robbing you of your power to focus on what's in your control, which is to look yourself in the mirror and say, what is my role in the current situation that I'm facing right now? And more importantly, how can I change how I'm showing up, whether it be in my behavior, my actions, my emotional state, my beliefs, in a way that's going to contribute to solutions and get me to where I want to go faster. The fourth state of resistance that keeps people stuck is numbing out. There are a lot of people moving through this year just trying not to feel anything. We can numb ourselves with wine. With weed, with a variety of chemicals, we can numb ourselves with social media and Netflix. And the challenge for the people who are walking through life like the walking dead, just living like a zombie, going through the motions and not feeling anything, is you're cutting yourself off from the one force that's going to give you the energy to move forward. Emotion is what drives behavior and at the most basic level, as we talked about recently on the podcast about creating a vision, purpose is actually just your emotional states that you generate within yourself and share with the world. So when you're cutting yourself off from feeling, you're cutting yourself off from ever connecting to your purpose. It's going to be very difficult for you to create empowered behaviors and actions in your life if there is no emotion driving it. So how can you feel the discomfort in the moment and use that as a way to propel you forward rather than knocking you backwards? The fifth and final state of resistance that's keeping people stuck this year is obsession. Catastrophizing your life, living in a state of worry, anxiety, and fear. You know, one of the great things about humans is we have so much creative power within us. We have unlimited creativity. The issue is that so many of us are using that energy to create worst possible scenarios that have not happened yet. So the same energy that we're pouring in to fearing bankruptcy, to fearing contracting the virus is the same creative energy that you could use to generate your million dollar business idea right now. A therapist friend of mine one time, when I was really in a state of worry and anxiety about some things happening in my life, told me to pick up a pencil and hold it in the air. And she told me, I want you to focus all of your energy on not letting this pencil fall to the ground. You know, really do it. You know, sit there. You you can't let it do it. She's like, now let go of the pencil. And of course, the pencil fell to the ground. And she's like, all the worry and all the thoughts about trying to force something to not happen— has no effect on the outcome. She goes, and you're living your life this way. You're trying to, again, worry and obsess and look for threats over so many things that are out of your control. She goes, what's going to happen is going to happen. You just have to get your energy behind what you do want and how you're going to respond in the moment. And I got that. That sort of helped me shift my emotional state. So all five of those states of resistance, hustle, Denial, blame, numbing out, obsession, all stand in opposite to surrender. But what is surrender? So many people are scared of this idea because they believe surrender means I'm losing, that I have to resign myself to not having what I want. I'm going to be humiliated. I have to be controlled by the politicians or the system or my family or other people. Surrender is not about giving up. It's simply about giving up everything that no longer serves you. Surrender is the state of not fighting against what is. And when you stop trying to force solutions on the things you can't control, you're able to open yourself up to a world of infinite possibilities. Eckhart Tolle says surrender is what happens when you say yes to life and you see how life starts working for you instead of against you. And I would suggest... That surrender for me means connecting with my source where the universe always conspires to support me. There are so many places in my career in life where surrendering has led me to bigger outcomes than I ever could have imagined on my own. If you've been a long time listener to the podcast, you know my background was in radio. I was an on air personality and also worked as an executive in the radio industry for many years. And when I got burned out and walked away and started my business, you know, I was trying to figure out where do I go to find new clients? How do I put myself out there? How do I even share my message with the world? And that's when I first had the inspiration that I could combine my passion for broadcasting and for content creation with my coaching business. And at the time, what I believed that that meant was that I could just start being a guest on local radio morning shows and be a resource to do, you know, like Motivation Monday segments where I could share a few thoughts, inspire the audience and put my name out there to promote myself. But of course, my vision for what that looked like was pretty small. Now, I started this out by just calling in favors to some friends of mine who were still in the industry and pitching them on, on my vision for what I thought I could offer. And very few people were interested. You know, I was getting a lot of resistance because, you know, most radio morning shows want to talk about Hollywood gossip or they do their regular segments with prank phone calls. And nobody wanted to hear some life coach come on the air and, and share any thoughts. So I started calling some friends in really small cities, you know, like Fort Wayne, Indiana. God love them. There was a little radio station in Fort Wayne that played the hits of the 80s, 90s and today. And I would call in and talk to their audience and do the segment every Monday. And I don't even know if anybody ever listened to the radio station. But I'm trying so hard to push this boulder up a hill. Like, where can I find an audience? How can I take my core competencies and the things that I'm good at? at and create a platform in which i can inspire other people and i kept trying to force things and call people that i knew and i wasn't getting any results and finally out of a state of frustration i had read about this idea of surrender and i just in meditation i released my attachment to creating the outcome i said universe i'm just asking for whatever is for my highest and best good and the highest good of the people that i'm meant to reach I feel like I have a message that could make a difference for people. I feel like I am here to inspire. I believe this is part of my purpose. But I turn this over to you. You've got a better plan for it than I do. A Day and a half later, I get a text message from a gentleman some of you may be familiar with. My friend Elvis Duran, who hosts the biggest pop music radio morning show in America. They're on in 80 cities. They reach 12 million people. Elvis was on vacation in the Caribbean with his partner and uh, a few cocktails in and found a blog that I had written for the Huffington Post. (laughs) And I get a text message saying, Dan, is this you? Wait, I didn't even know this part of you existed. Like, this is really great. And then he said, hey, when I get back into the country, we need to talk about creating a forward-leaning relationship with The Morning Show. Pretty soon after that, Elvis paid me for my first keynote speaking engagement to come present to his company at their annual retreat. He sponsored this podcast and promoted it the day that it came out and was released to the world, helped us debut number one on Apple globally And has had me as a guest on his show several times. Through those appearances, I've met so many clients that I've been able to help them transform their lives. I could not have imagined that on my own. That was never an outcome that I could picture. I didn't think I was experienced enough at that point or had enough of a following to get on a national platform. So, you know, I'm sitting there talking to people in Fort Wayne, Indiana, who may or may not be listening after a Journey song was played from the 80s. That is the power of surrender. So for today, I'd like to share four steps to help you increase the amount of surrender in your life because I am certain it's not a matter of if you are blocked from getting the results you want in certain areas, but it's how have you been blocked and in what areas have you been blocked? You know, it's crazy times that we're living in. Surrender is not about giving up. It's about allowing. It's about allowing truth, abundance, goodness, All of life's bounty to come your way. And the first place where you can step into surrender is through faith. Faith in what? Well, that's up to you. I don't know what your beliefs are and what you want to call that. God, the universe, source, the divine, fate... But I'll tell you, one of the places in my life where I can get most blocked and get stuck is when I fall back into old trauma response stories that say I can only have faith in myself. I have literally got to will myself forward into my goals. I grew up in a very fundamentalist Christian religion where the idea of God was very much the Old Testament angry punishing guy who was sitting up in heaven with a white beard and a crown uh, with a personal journal of every time I have dropped the ball and screwed up starting at age 10 and onward into my life. So there was no belief that there could possibly be any higher power that gave a crap about me, <laughs> that I had to do things on my own. And, and there are many times when I was through sheer force of will able to create those results in my life. But I will tell you, It was exhausting and a terrible way to live. If you are experiencing resistance in your life, it's a surefire sign that you're trying to rely on your own strength to will results to happen. So finding that higher power connection that makes sense for you is essential. And when you're able to rely on your higher power, there's no question. You understand, I get to have all the things that I desire in my life. I get to have the outcomes. The question is, is there a better way for me to get there? And is there an even better outcome that I could imagine? If you have lost your job because of COVID-19, number one, my heart is with you and I am sending you so much love. But what if it weren't a tragedy in your life? What if it was actually a divine redirection, rerouting you just like a GPS in the direction of where you're really supposed to be? If you have a sense of faith, you can accept everything that you're experiencing for what it is, but also trust something better is on the way. The second concept that's going to help you upgrade and step into surrender is patience. And faith and patience are really like a yin and yang to each other, right? I saw an article one time that said beautifully, faith and patience are both the cause as well as the effect of the other. Because when you have faith that you are supported in reaching your goals, you can step into patience and trust that there is a germination process for anything new to be born. Ladies don't get pregnant and immediately spit out a kid in seven days. There is a nine-month process for the baby to grow, you know, limbs and lungs and a heart and a brain before it is ready to be birthed into the world. An acorn does not fall from a tree and instantly turn into another tree. There is a process. You've probably seen the Instagram memes that say the last thing to grow on a fruit tree is the actual fruit. So take a deep breath, step back, and know that the universe is working behind the scenes, moving all the chess pieces, aligning you with the people that you need to meet, the partner that you're going to find, the clients that you're going to find, and the next job that is perfect for you. The third step to allow for surrender happens through awareness. You have to remain focused. You have to stay uh, 100% crystal clear, laser locked on your goals, on the things that you desire without an attachment on how it's going to happen. It's one of the things my client Claudia shared in that episode about thriving in the pandemic. You know, here she was, a public school teacher who wanted to start a private tutoring business and create some of those learning pods to help children at home and, and really help the overwhelmed parents who don't want to play school teacher. But what was keeping her stuck? This belief of, well, where would I even go to find clients? How would I get it started? She didn't need to worry about it. She had to stay focused on her desire, take the next step, and all of a sudden, clients were falling from the sky, begging her to come teach their children. Awareness is also about watching for signs and reading the tea leaves. You know, back when I first started my coaching practice, one of the things that put me on the map was I became a blogger for the Huffington Post. But for about a month, month and a half, I was sending them so many written materials through their submission link back when they still had a blog platform, and I wasn't getting any answers. Nobody was getting back to me, but they were also getting probably thousands of submissions from around the world every day. And in meditation, I asked the universe, you know, how can I get my writing out and share it with the world? And very soon thereafter, uh, literally within 10 minutes of the meditation, I saw an ad uh, from somebody on Facebook who was talking about, you know, how to get more exposure in the coaching industry. And one of the things that they said is emailing editors directly instead of going through submission links and getting lost in the shuffle. I was like, well, that's interesting, but I wouldn't even know where to start. And eventually, through another meditation, I was inspired to email Ariana Huffington directly with a writing sample that she personally responded to, and she loved it and brought me on at the Huffington Post. But I had to have the awareness to even see that Facebook ad as I was scrolling through my screen. And it's funny when you think about just, you know, the connecting the dots on all this. If I didn't get on at the Huffington Post, Elvis Duran doesn't find my article. There's probably no podcast today where, you know, where we have listeners in over 120 countries. So everything is always connected, but you have to step into that level of awareness and look for the opportunity, which means you also have to stop looking for, more reasons to be fearful and anxious. And the fourth step that will help you step into surrender, well, I just talked about it as part of awareness. It's meditation. It's really one of the most powerful tools that you have. It's different from prayer. Deepak Chopra says prayer is talking to God. Meditation is listening to God. When you can get away from all the negative news headlines, disconnect from the hustle and bustle of the world, you can connect to that internal guidance within yourself that is always intuitively pulling you in the right direction. You know, when I knew I was starting a podcast, I was like, oh my god, there's already so many podcasts on the market. What would I possibly name my podcast? Life Amplified came to me in just a divine moment of inspiration while meditating. You know, the steps of emailing Ariana Huffington, that idea came to me in meditation. Combining my background in audio and content creation uh, with my coaching came to me in meditation. So many people are afraid to even start a practice because they say, well, God, I can't just sit and think about nothing. And I don't think people understand how messy some of my meditations are. Sometimes my mind is all over the place, but if you can sit there through it and just breathe through and release the thoughts as they happen, it's those little moments in between the thoughts where the divine inspiration always comes through. So those are my four keys for surrender. Faith, patience, awareness, and meditation. And remember that you don't have to let go of your goals and dreams. You just have to let go of anything that no longer serves you. That can be a job, that could be a relationship, a thought system, a belief system that is holding you back. By the way, if you need some help with that, that's what I do. We've been sharing so many case studies of my clients who have been powerfully moving forward this year. You can listen to some of those episodes here uh, from the past couple weeks in the archives on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you'd like some extra help, you can go to my website, creativesoulcoaching.net, and you can get more info on -on one-on-one VIP coaching. While you're there, you can also get on the wait list for a very special three-day live virtual event that i'm going to be holding soon uh where you and i are going to be working directly together to help you let go of the past step in and revision an exciting new future so you can create your amplified life we have a link there to get on the wait list for that information in the show notes And if this episode resonates for you or it would serve somebody special in your life who is struggling, could you please share this podcast with them? It would mean the world. Our goal here is to reach 100 million people globally, but we do it through your recommendations. So you can screenshot the podcast, upload it to Instagram or Twitter, tag me at CSC. Dan Mason. And if you're so inclined, would love to get those five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, Just share this. Helps us with the algorithm. You can do that on Apple or any other uh, podcast platform that you're listening to. Just give us a follow. It's an honor to serve you today, my friend. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, turn down the volume on your negativity. Turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified.